Hey listeners, welcome to Knowledge Quest. This is Slate Thacker, your host. Today, I sit down with my old friend, Kyle Coons, as we talk about facing our fears of making our passions a reality, something that I know I'm facing personally and that I know many of you are facing as well. Kyle talks us through his process of leaving university, which is kind of a taboo thing, and going and pursuing his dreams in the entertainment industry. There's a lot of pro tips and life hacks. So let's get ready and get going. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for inviting me to partake in this. I'm excited. Yes. Kyle and I, we go, we go actually like way back. I was trying to think of this. Kyle, how old were you when we met? I think I was in eighth grade. No way. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's crazy. So Kyle and I, Kyle, you and I, we were in a play together. We were in a musical and this mm-hmm. was way back when we were, we were rocking the community theater. It was pretty fun. We yeah. were and rocking it well, if I can say so. Hey, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to lie. I feel like that show was really good. So we were in Susical the Musical together and, um, and like you do when you're in plays and things like that, right? Listeners, right? You, or even if you haven't been in a play, right? You have these moments where your lives converge and then you go separate ways and, Kyle was saying before the show, right? We've been just watching each other's lives unfold, you know, jobs, career, family, marriages, all those things. And so, but as we were, as I've been preparing for this season and where we want to go with this, um, I've been listening to you, to your questions, listeners, and this idea of like passion, how do we go get our passion? And let me tell you, first of all, that's a very hard title to write like facing our fears, finding our passions, whatever that, how do you do that? But it does, it, it is fear. It does create a lot of fear and anxiety. How do we go after our passions? And I, as I've been following Kyle, Kyle, I've been so just inspired. And I know that you are like Slade, it's been a lot of like ups and downs, rocky roads. Well, you. I did my job well. <laughs> <laughs> I have been so inspired by you, by the idea of going and making your passions happen. Because you you own your company, right? XX Artists, you own your company. I do own it. I started it and I own it to this day. So tell us tell us a little bit about the company. What does it do? And I guess, how does it kind of light you up? Why, like, why this company? Yeah, so XX Artists, we are a digital marketing agency boutique. We're about 30 employees. We're based in Playa Vista, um, California, which is on the west side of LA. Um, you know, I started this company firstly as an artist management company, which I think is um, an interesting thing to point out. Uh, you know, I had the intention of working directly with musicians and talent. Um, and very quickly after starting the company, you know, I was provided the opportunity to pivot directions. Um, where that took me is kind of where we're at now, where we are a social marketing services company. We, we provide social marketing strategies, we provide content services and creative services, and we facilitate partnerships that come to life online. Um, all of the things that we see as we're scrolling our phone um, and make us light up uh, are my job <laughs> and my team's jobs, which is, which is you know, really, I think, a, a privilege. Yeah. I love this. Um, you've pointed out something already that I think listeners should be really aware of. So, right, just let's step back a little bit, right, listeners? So what are you doing here and what are we talking about? We're talking about how do we go and find, not just find, but 
build our passions, right? Take those things that we're really passionate about and how do we make that into a life that is a life of meaning. Um, one of my students uh, asked, hopefully you're listening today. Um, they said, I want to, I want to take everything that I love and I want to make that into a, into a profession or a job. And how do we do that? And, and Kyle, you said early on you had, so you had this idea of what you're going to do. And then you had an early on, you had an opportunity to pivot. And I did. that, I think that's so important. It's recognizing, even with all the fear and the anxiety and the stress of it, it's like recognizing pivotal moments, <laughs> not to be punny there, but you know, that, that, what though? And, and maybe let's, I think let's hold on to that. Let's hold on to that as a carrot. And I'm going to write it down because I want to talk about what that pivotal moment was, but just in terms of your story, let's like rewind and let's talk about like, okay, post high school, what did, what did little baby Kyle look like? And what were you experiencing? And what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. So I graduated high school and honestly didn't really know what I was going to pursue. I knew that I was going to pursue some form of secondary education. I was very into uh, the arts at the time. Uh, As you know, we performed together. So I was into vocal performance, uh, music, uh, acting as a, as a side of that as well. Um, And I ended up getting a partial scholarship that was meaningful enough for me to pursue uh, college education in my hometown, (laughs) Willamette University uh, in Salem, Oregon. Um, I took up that opportunity. I, you know, it's a very well-respected liberal arts school. I enjoyed uh, the, the process of kind of exploring what the school had to offer to me in terms of secondary education and growth. Um, and went there after high school. Um, had, had, you know, a really busy first year of school, I will say. <laughs> I was, you know, frankly, dealing with discovering myself. Mm-hmm. I, I was, um, at the time, closeted and yeah. living in my hometown still, which I think is a little different from most people's college experience. Um, oftentimes, you associate college with distance between you and everything you know. Um, for me, it was not that. Um, so I, I found myself, one, layering on as much classes as I could take, as many classes as I could take. Uh, I definitely have always been someone who, you know, wants to achieve to the, to the maximum degree. Um, so I was, you know, essentially taking double the course load of, of whatever the minimum credit is um, and, and exploring a lot of things that I hadn't had any any exposure to before, you know, international politics and secondary languages and theory and all of this stuff um, that really excited me. But at the core of it, I think I I was very aware, um, you know, by the end of my freshman year of college that I wasn't entirely satisfied. Um, At the end of that year, I had a discussion with my parents who were helping or contributing to my, to my college, um, which I'm extremely grateful and fortunate for. I had, I had the discussion, you know, um, with them that I've had this carrot in the back of my head that great things await for me in LA. And I want to be in a city that has more access to entertainment, um, opportunity that aligns with these things that I care about um, the arts, um, you know, performance and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, of course, their immediate reaction, as with any parent, was, yeah, no, um, <laughs> uh, especially given that we had already kind of begun our, our investment in college <laughs> together <laughs> because it was, you know, I was financing part of it through student loans and they were financing some of it. And then the school was, was contributing on a small scholarship. Um, and, you know, I, I think I kind of was able to work them to an agreement. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted one year to go to LA. Essentially, I, I kind of framed it as a gap year for me to figure it out or go back to school. Yeah. Um, they, I will say, you know, by the time, by, by the time I was ready to kind of action against that and get that underway, they were supportive. Um, and so by, I, I want to say 2012, 2013, I was LA bound. <laughs> um, wow. I, I, I kind of scared scammed or worked the system in terms of my job and I what what I did was I looked for before I left <laughs> this is just a little hustle tip um, yes. for anyone who's looking to <laughs> to go from one city to another um, and have a better foundation in place I looked up all of the the jobs or corporations rather that have good transfer policies. <laughs> so one of the one of the companies um, that had a good transfer policy was none other than everyone's favorite coffee company, Starbucks. <laughs> so I got a job in Oregon before um, moving to LA um, at Starbucks. I worked whatever the minimum amount of months is to be transfer eligible. Yeah. And then I put in my request to be transferred to any store in the LA region. Um, that is kind of how I moved to LA and had some semblance of income or, you know, uh, foundation for me to be able to, to make that move. Um, I highly suggest it as a pro tip if you're looking to, looking to get your feet on the ground. <laughs> Kyle, I, holy cow, I just want to like take a moment and kind of go back through my notes here. Yes. Um, to highlight some of these things. So as we're listening, right, we're, I, first of all, your energy is so infectious and it's like it, listeners if you're out there and you're on the verge of like I want to go and try and make something happen in my life you're probably like I have to stop listening and I have to go right now so let's like pause and take a breath and let's let's I just want to talk back through cuz you're answering a question I just had in my head which was what was the metamorphosis the metamorphosis like from college to then pursuing this and there's still I love this there's still so much story to go right so okay here we are we're in LA and and as any good storytellers, right, we've paused and we're going to hold that carrot. We're just going to hold that carrot in front of everybody. So first of all, you were hungry. I, <laughs> you remind me of, I just watched the Dolly Parton um, documentary, uh, which was so great. So good. <laughs> that woman is amazing. Yes, um, is. And I just wish her all the best things. Um, Dolly said that, right? She was hungry. And you remind me of that, right? You were driven and you were hungry. And um, right, we, we can also talk about pacing ourselves and make sure that we're healthy and strong but you also you explored everything and I think that we can say this lovingly we can say education is so important for us and there's a limiting nature to the student that they go in you got to figure it out right away and that you you explored everything like politics and art <laughs> and literature and all these things and that listener as you're going through like 
you don't have to take a class in all of those things, right? You can go and you can explore what those things mean. And then that you paid attention. I wrote down the little voice, which again, reminds me of Sarah Bareilles' work right yeah. now that she's doing with her show on little voice, which all talks about her kind of transformation going to New York. Um, but again, paying attention to that, that, that positive voice in our heads that says, there's something, there's something there. There's, it's, it's exciting and it could be, and it's more than exciting, right? It's meaningful. Like it, it draws you close to something. And then that you give yourself this like excellent plan. Okay, mm-hmm. mom and dad, I know you said, okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> but here's like, give me a year to figure myself out, to go and to try this. And that you did your homework, right? I'm telling students all the time, there are realities. You have to pay your bills. Yep. Stories all the time. Yeah. Like there's stories all the time. People like, I went to Los Angeles with like five bucks in my pocket and like, good for you. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that that's the story that people need to hear. Yeah. I think the story people need to hear is one of reality preparation and, you know, forward thinking proactiveness versus Mm -hmm. uh, a sense of always feeling behind. (laughs) Kyle, I love this, that you did your homework, this pro tip here, this little life hack of find a company that has amazing transfer policies, right? Like, okay, can I work here? And then can I be transferred somewhere else to take you to where you want to go? You have a job, holy cow, right? Like that's a huge deal. And yes, there's other little things that you got to figure out where, where am I going to stay? And what is that going to look like? And that has a lot of fear all generated in it anyways, but that, you know, you have the most important thing, which is a job. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You're not going to go hungry. You've got, like, you have a job. So take us, okay, so you're in Los Angeles. What, what happens at this point? So at this point, I am not living a luxurious life by any means, <laughs> you know, have a nice little uh, one bedroom with a roomie in, uh, in Glendale, which is lovely living in the Valley. Um, you know, I, I start working at Starbucks um, and, you know, am starting to kind of explore some of the things that, you know, the opportunities that living in this city has provides people. Um, you know, at that point, I was still kind of into exploring maybe being in front of the camera, which <laughs> since has has definitely, um, I've, I've moved away from that as an ambition. And that was honestly just due to, the I'm a planner and the um the nature of you know auditioning for your next paycheck is is not one that I wanted to live by um and so I I continued my work at Starbucks through that um you know as as many people here can probably relate with their favorite restaurant or or coffee shop you have a relationship with your regulars yeah um I was very fortunate to have a regular that was looking for an executive assistant at the time. Um, I would say that this was a few months into me moving into the city, doing enough of the auditioning to know that like, that's not my thing, but I still know that I want to be involved in this somehow. I like the energy. I like, I like everything that this city still has to offer me. Um, And, you know, but that didn't fall into my lap. I truly believe, and this is something that my company is built around as a core value today, that white glove service and the idea and value of customer service and building relationships is something that 
delivers value and dividends to the business or the individual if you if you believe in that as a as a value um and so i i went on to be this executive assistant this company mm-hmm. was tangential to entertainment uh very tangential it was a walk around costume company so basically all of the think think the mickey mouse that you see at disneyland or um all of the characters on disney on ice or uh you know all of the theme parks and the parades and the red carpets with big you know walk around animated stars we were the producer and manufacturer of custom costumes for Disney, DreamWorks, uh, Marvel. It was a super interesting, you know, interesting role. Did I have any tangible skills that related to that industry? Absolutely not. Um, But, you know, my role in an EA position um, as an assistant was a lot more operational and um, assistant based. So I was able to you know, get a good foundation of like, okay, how do, how do these relationships work? Um, and I was fortunate to have a mentor and that customer that then took me in as his assistant. Um, you know, how do these relationships work with these major entertainment companies? Um, having visibility into managing people, although I didn't know how to necessarily speak to their skill sets, <laughs> um, was also was also another skill that I picked up. Um, and And by the end of, you know, the first couple months there, I was, I was making a living that felt meaningful. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily exactly aligned with my passion yet, but I was, I, I knew I was on the path. Right. Yeah. Um, so that said, um, a few, I would say about a half year into working for him. So we're still kind of nearing the end of this first year of, um, my, my living in LA. Um, I had the ability to start a company under my boss. Um, he, I, I was very forthright in that I don't think this is a forever role, okay. um, but I'm really grateful for the experience. If you're open to it, I would like to take one day a week for me to start working on a company of my own. Um, and I definitely framed it through I respect him as a business owner and he's, you know, he's shown me what, what uh, building a small company can look like. Um, And then I think the last thing that I'll speak to is he was also a queer business owner and a queer man, um, which was another part of this journey that was like starting to unfold for me. Um, So not only was I seeing uh, what owning a small, small shop, in an industry could look like. Um, I was also seeing myself in terms of who my identity also reflected um, in, in, in him as a mentor. And so I was, he was gracious enough to allow for me to take one day a week to begin working on my own business. Um, and that business was XX Artists and that was five years ago. Um, so <laughs> that's, oh that's where the company kind of unfolded from um yeah from there you know like I said I I started this as an artist management company yeah very quickly after kind of starting this within the first five six months I would say yeah I was given an opportunity to kind of 
pivot, as we said. Um, and what that opportunity was, um, was actually from another Salem Kaiser uh, individual who was working at a company uh, called Astronauts Wanted. Astronauts Wanted was a production company that worked on content featuring digital influencers. At the time, that was the big YouTube stars from the back in the day, not the not the people that we know today. You know, this was the original generation of YouTube talent. Yeah. Vine was still a thing, so it was they were creating original shows around Vine stars and YouTube, and they were looking for someone to come in and work on social media strategy for one of these titles. They said, hey, I saw your Twitter. You're funny. You know how social media works. Are you interested in a job? And I said yes, but I took it through my company as a contract. Um, and, and so we kind of immediately within the first year of our business pivoted um, to social media marketing and wow. this creator landscape with online talent. Um, and then fast forward. Yeah, and let's. We are now sitting there. Yeah, we are going to fast forward, Kyle. We are definitely going to fast forward. I want to like take a moment and just kind of like synthesize yeah. all of this because this is so good. I just want to um, let's um, let's do this. Okay, listeners, I like to give you a little bit of a break so you can like simmer. We can simmer as well and just take a moment. Um, when we come back from the break, I am going to, I'm just going to like, kind of like go back and reframe this and talk through some of Kyle's like, really what I'm seeing as kind of your pro tips, even if you're not like saying that explicitly. Um, and, um, and then let's look at what, let's look at the fast forward, like where we are now and um, follow up with some questions and then we'll go into our speed round. How's that Great. sound? Sweet. Okay. Listeners hang tight and uh, we'll be back after the break. Hey everybody, welcome back. So I if you're maybe you're in the same place that I'm at, which is that I'm still trying to digest all of Kyle's amazing story and all of your advice and because all of us, like, let's just like face the truth. We're, we're ever, Kyle, I think that what I heard that I keep hearing within your story is that we're ever evolving and we're ever moving towards that passion. And, and that for me, that really hits me too, because as I told you, even before we started the show, that this podcast is a passion project of mine. So that it allows me to kind of rub up against those things that make my heart feel good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, to be excited. So some of the things, listeners, that uh, Kyle and I were talking about in the break that we really wanted to reframe and, and just synthesize um, here with you is the importance of balancing planning versus organic growth. And Kyle, you had said being open to change, even in incremental amounts. Yep. That there's this patience that we have to have that, yes, it can be so annoying. Kyle, like, were there moments when you were just like, forget this. This is so like, it's supposed to move faster than this. Yes. And I, I definitely think that if I've learned anything in terms of my journey, which is not complete. Um, I, I've, I think early on, I was definitely focused on a destination 
in terms of how I define success or, um, you know, what would bring fulfillment or what is that, that intangible thing that I'm trying to, to, <laughs> to achieve that is somehow going to bring me fulfillment and happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, when you hit a lot of those things or achieve a lot of those things, fulfillment doesn't just arrive. <laughs> it it's definitely continues. And so the one thing that I've, I've, I've learned and I'm still learning is very much so that there is no destination for success beyond, you know, uh, a happiness and fulfillment at the end of your day and knowing that you've built towards what your purpose is. And so for me, that is, you know, today feeling happiness when I go to, you know, lay, lay my head down at night, yeah. knowing that I've built a place that encourages people to be themselves and, and do good work and earn a good living doing that. You know, those are the types of things that fulfill me now. And that are those intangibles for me now, but I think it's important to, to have flexibility and in realizing or in, in building your goals, because oftentimes when you achieve one of them, it's, you know, you're left with a what's next. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's better to not, not constantly be working towards what's next and instead have a broader understanding of how you're defining your life success. Kyle, you said something that you said it in a different way from what I tell my students frequently, which is stop thinking about what, um, try not to think as much about like um, the job title Mm-hmm. or um kind of the th- like uh like I'm an actor or like right but so much more about what does the day feel like mm-hmm. using your other senses and you just said that like how do I feel about my day yep right when you were working at Starbucks right that wasn't the end <laughs> you know but exactly. you know as you think back right can I did I feel good about my day did I feel like I was moving towards my ultimate goal so listeners wherever you're at right like step back and start to use your other senses in terms of do, do I like myself at the end of the day? Do I like what I'm doing? Um, does it look and sound and feel? And sometimes I even tell people smell like, right? Like, cause you gotta think like, do I like the smell of my job every day? You know? Um, and if it's not right, then, then how can you start moving in that direction? Kyle, you also said something that was really important um, about creating spaces for other people. And I wanted to highlight again, um, what you had kind of, you just had gently touched on about the mentorship that you had received from your first boss, um, who is also a gay man and how um, finding a mentor is, it's not just about finding somebody who's gonna help you do like the next thing. And that the mentor isn't a superhero necessarily who like has all the answers that in this case, right? Like, yes, this, this individual, he, he helped you to like take those steps to put you towards XX artists, but that also he helped you to f- come to a place of peace within your own self and in your identity. Absolutely. And to be honest, I didn't in the moment ever identify him as a men- mentor. I think in retrospect, in, this, in, the, in the grand scheme of my career and my life, now I can see, oh, he was a mentor of mine, um, probably the largest mentor of mine. And I, I think 
especially in our like hyper success oriented world now. <laughs> um, I feel like mentorship is something that I was even chasing. Um, you know, even just like a, a formal, like, will you mentor me? I asked, a, you know, I, I knocked down a lot of doors uh, of like with a formal request and I've, I've gotten some turned down, <laughs> you know, or, or turned down before, um, which is really awkward. Uh, yeah. But looking back now, I'm kind of like, oh, I didn't make that connection today or I didn't make that connection until today that I had a, a, a true mentor in both professional and personal life. And it wasn't something so formal and structured. It was, it was just through experience. Um, and, and I think that, you know, being open to those informal ways of our paths crossing and, and driving value for our lives um, is definitely something that I suggest, you know, being mindful of. Um, yeah. yeah, because I just wasn't aware. <laughs> well, and Kyle, I think it goes back to what, you know, that piece that I pulled, that I pulled out for myself, which is like planning versus organic growth. Yes. And, you know, so sometimes we don't see it, you know, but that, but that's okay, right? Like it's, it's <laughs> allowing it to be okay. Allowing yeah. this piece of, I, I know that for me, listeners, I don't know how you feel about this, but for me, I get myself so up in my head all the time of wanting to take the next right step that sometimes I just don't take a step at all. And so, yes, you're going to trip and you're going to fall. Um, I think I might've mentioned this in the episode before, right? We, we go fight, fail, and then we have winning moments, right? And so we, we are going to fail. And, and Kyle, right? Like, I love that you did go and ask people, will you mentor me? Um, because I think that's important. And it's also impor important to reflect and to look back and see, well, who's been mentoring me all along? Like, mm -hmm. who are those people that have been walking, helping me walk onto my path? The last point before we go into the speed round here is um, you had mentioned how someone from like way back, right? Like back, you know, in the Salem Kaiser days, right? Uh, an old connection, um, like I, I wrote down like roots can be so important. And I know that sometimes in our lives and our journeys, listeners, you might be in a place where you don't feel like you can reconnect with either people or places because for safety reasons, right? Um, but you're not static. You have connected with other people in other ways and just being aware of relationships that um, just relationships that can, that can continue on and that, like, like today, right, Kyle? You like we haven't we haven't explicitly connected until today. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, but what uh, what a gift! And listeners, I hope that as you're listening and you're hearing Kyle's story, and wherever you're at on your path, is that yes, we're dealing with a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. That especially in 2020, which I don't know, Kyle, if you saw this, um, if you saw this uh, hilarious video about not a vibe like how uh 2020 is not a vibe it absolutely is not a vibe not a vibe <laughs> hilarious right that we're dealing with even extra fears on top of our other ones and maybe you're in a place listener where you're facing the fear of not having employment that is a that's that's across the globe right now and maybe you're facing a fear of what do i do next or you're really frustrated with where you are and that i hope that as you're listening that you're able to take a step back and think about not just Kyle's story, but think about your own story. And can you see little clues? Can you see little, um, 
uh, did I say clues? Yeah, I wrote down clues in my notes. Can you see little clues in your path that have been guiding you or leading you in a certain way? Um, or can you see that you're so far off of your passion <laughs> where you want to be that you're like, okay, like let's redirect, like, like let's re-steer this and, and to start to make those really explicit purposeful steps that will allow you to start doing it. Um, one of, uh, one of my past guests, uh, she had said that that day she was going to go and buy the URL for, um, for a website that she wanted to start building out. Mm -hmm. So listener, you know, where are you at? And, you know, what's the one thing that you need to do? Is it a phone call? Um, is it just writing it down on a piece of paper, you know, so that you can start, you can start doing that. Yeah. And I will speak just briefly to the, to the idea of um, relationships and those things that seem, those relationships are moments that seem unimportant, i.e. my being a Starbucks barista, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> I think, you know, the first thing that I tell everyone that joins our company now is, and this is not even a business principle, this is just a human principle. I strongly believe that if you treat others how you wanna be treated, it pays dividends. Um, and, and I think that, you know, that's why I heavily weight the value of customer service and client service and communication and going above and beyond, because I do think that at the end of the day, the good people do win. And <laughs> I, 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 I know that sometimes it's really difficult to kind of like put on that face, especially in customer service jobs or, jobs that are really difficult or just relationships that are, that are hard or, or times of your life that are challenging. Um, it's hard to, to be that source of positivity and, and extend yourself in that way. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I can't think of a single thing that I've done other than be someone that I would want to be friends with, you know, and that I would want to spend time with, yeah. um, to others that has driven value for me in my career. And yeah. so, so just one of those intangibles that oh. a lot of people just throw by the wayside, but um, I think it's, it's, it's so important. So important. Be, be the kind of friend that you, you know, that you would want to be. Kyle, I, I just love that. And I also love like, feel like I just need to get a shirt, right? At the end of the day, the good people do win. <laughs> like, like, the good guys win. Um, you know, it takes a long time sometimes to see yeah. that. Yeah. So Kyle, tell us just briefly, before we go to the speed round, where's the company today? You know, if we fast forward, right? Five years. So you've gone through this amazing journey, right? Mm -hmm. You leave high school, you go to college, you're like, you know yourself and you realize, uh-uh, this is not where I'm supposed to be. We make a pact with mom and dad who are saying, <laughs> oh, Kyle, we love you, but honey, please, let's just do something normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you have this amazing experience. You plan well, you go to Los Angeles, organic things happen, right? Good and bad, right? We could probably have another hour of like all the ups and downs and the rough things mm -hmm. that happen inside of there. Um, and, but then you meet this wonderful man who says, hey, let me take you under my wing, you know, even if it wasn't that explicit. And then during that time, you express some really strong bravery to say, I want to take one day a week to do my own thing. Someone from back home says, hey, Kyle, we want you to come work for us. And you say, actually, I'm going to be brave again. And I'm going to say, why don't you contract me? Because I have my own company. And then here we are. We're at XX Artists. And five years later, 
I mean, not to like name drop, but to name drop, like, how's this going and who are you representing? Yeah, so five years later, we are a company of 30 people, lovely individuals. We are a majority female workforce. We are a majority diverse by race and orientation workforce, something I'm extremely proud of. Mm -hmm. Um, We are working with clients the likes of YouTube, the YouTube, the platform. (laughs) Um, We work with Lily Singh, Brie Larson, um, about three dozen music acts ranging from you know, Matchbox 20 to emerging acts like Chloe um, yeah. from, from Australia um, and, and other, you know, brands that I grew up with that I never thought I would be um, working with on social, but Barbie, yeah. Hot Wheels, really fun stuff. Um, and, you know, we are only projecting more growth in the, the years ahead. Um, I hope that by the end of 2021, we'll stand as a company of 55 plus employees. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I think, you know, it's been a process and now it's starting to finally kind of grow into something that's evolving more rapidly, which is exciting. Um, nothing quite prepares you for this phase. (laughs) Um, but, um, it's, it's definitely, I think, a testament to just putting in the work, taking opportunities where they drive your, drive your end goals, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. and being intentional and proactive about what you want in your life. And the last thing I will say in there is I'm also happily married to my husband mm-hmm. for the last two years, and we've been together for eight years, another part of this journey that I'd be remiss not to speak to. Yeah, well, and having, Kyle, how important, right, to, to have our people right? To have, to have somebody who, and I can't believe that your husband doesn't share in your dream, right? <laughs> you know? and yeah. On those days where you're just, I know for me, right? When you're just crying and you're like, I can't do this. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, if not, if not com- rivaling my number one mentor and cheerleader, definitely a number two. Yeah. <laughs> So you already answered my first question in the speed round. Um, and I usually like speed round, here we go. But um, so the first one was, how do you pursue your passion and pay the bills? Right? We've talked like this, the whole podcast has been about that, right? Like plan. Plan, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Say yes to the things that drive your goals, even if it's small progress. And yeah, just be proactive about thinking about how you get to that end goal. Um, what is, think of kind of like, and it's okay if it's not just one, but what's the most important skill you see in pursuing passion? Hmm. Honestly, I would say resilience. I think resilience is so important. Um, like I've detailed slightly today, um, but you know, I could go on for hours about things don't just click, (laughs) you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of trial, error, pivot, try again, see success, um, two steps forward, one steps back, you know, it's, it's definitely, um, a long-term game and, and building something, uh, that especially if you're building something of, of that's not, not existing already, uh, your own company or business, whatever that may be, 
just be resilient. It took me a long time to get comfortable in being resilient and get comfortable in that, that change, but resilience. I love that. And last question is Kyle, what fear are you tackling right now? Mm. I am tackling my fear of communication and management of a team as large as I manage now. <laughs> and that it, is real. It's real. Being, <laughs> being, a, being, gosh, I hate to say this because I don't think it's important to be a fun boss, but being a fun boss <laughs> is, um, is something I strive for, but you know, somewhere in there, you have to massage what the actual objectives of everyone's role are. Mm -hmm. um, but I think positive leadership is, is just a journey that I'm on right now. I, I wouldn't say that I'm working to correct negative leadership, but positive leadership and, and overseeing a, a, a team as large as we are now is, is going to be a journey for probably the rest of my career. <laughs> uh, I love this. And I think we should talk about it on the show. I, I, will, I will find somebody. We're going to talk about facing our fear of positive leadership, right? How do we be an effective leader, but still positive at the same time? Exactly. I love that. I'll tune in. Yes, please. Kyle, oh my gosh. Like really, I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I got to be with you today, just even this brief time and that- I'm so appreciative of you having me on. And even during this time, I was able to gain some reflection that I myself had, hadn't realized. So thank yeah. you. Oh, you are so welcome. Listeners, we've been with my friend Kyle Coons, the CEO of XX Artists, exploring his story and hopefully being able to find some nuggets that we can apply to our own lives in going after our passions and facing our fears. It's about taking one day at a time. It's about listening to that, that small voice inside of us, right? It's about planning. It's about growth. It's about gratitude and resilience. And speaking of resilience, next time on the show, I will be sitting down with my friend and psychotherapist, Jolia Robles, and she's going to talk us through the fear of losing everything. Some of you who responded to my survey have said that the thing you fear most is losing everything. And Jo tells us her story about loss and coming back. I hope that as you are out there, listeners, that you're practicing, that you're taking the time to slow down and to think about who you are and where you want to go. Today on the show, we talked about how the good guys win, quote unquote, right? But what does that mean? I think it means being kind. I think that when we say that the good guys win, um, that that means that those who can see other human beings for who they are, and that despite our differences or our, the way that we think, right, that we can give each other the benefit of the doubt. So as you're out there, be kind to yourself and to other people. All right, until next time, this is Knowledge Quest, your student experience podcast.